0: What's up, and welcome to Rant and Rave Wrestling episode 53. I'm your host, the double R superstar, Roy, the Roy Row, and I'm here with the friendly neighborhood ACM, Antonio Maith. I am back. And the professional, Blake Short.
1: Rick James? Rick James is here?
0: Today we discuss our favorite entrances and the new day, all leading up to our main event, the r Battle Royale featuring Raw. Dynamite, NXT, and SmackDown Live. But before we talk about wrestling, let's talk about our weeks and what we've been up to. Who wants to get us started?
1: I'll get us started. Today marks a full year since I left my job in nine years. It has been such a fast year. I have probably failed, in my opinion. Why would you say that? Look, I, I, I'm not quite where I wanted to be if if we're talking about last year and looking ahead, but it's been a pretty cool year other than all the COVID shit. That goes without explaining. Everybody's dealing with that. Yeah. But it's it's been pretty cool. It's nice to have my own schedule. And the one thing that I have been consistent in is this podcast right here, and that I am thankful for. You did it, Blake. <laughs> I did it one year, baby. But other than that, I started watching The Last Dance, a Jordan and 98 Bulls documentary. Antonio, I know you're a huge basketball yes. fan, so maybe you'd like to talk about that if you've watched it. But I'm a couple episodes in. So far, I'm loving it. I actually meant to watch it when it first came out, and it kind of slipped my mind. And I forgot. I went on Netflix the other night and was just looking for something to watch, and I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to watch this. Yeah. So I started watching it. It's been really good. Um, it, it's been kind of weird. In really? a way, because the second episode was like Pippin's focus. And I well, one, was- I
2: didn't even know it was a series. I thought it was a movie. So no, that's already series. more information than I Okay, knew. I thought you had seen it already. <laughs> no, so I, I don't want to spoil it
1: then. It's 10 episodes. I'm three okay. in. And they basically, so far, they focused on Jordan in the beginning, of course. Pippin was the second episode and Rodman was the third. Okay. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about it, but now I don't want to talk too much because I know you'll watch it at some point. But I've really enjoyed it so far and I recommend you check it out when you get the chance.
2: I definitely will when I get the chance.
1: But other than that, Holly has a craft show that she's currently at. A bunch of vendors, it must have been 50 to 70 vendors were there. Uh, So I'm hoping that turns out well for her. It's funny. She was kind of forced into entrepreneurship because of COVID. And I feel like she's doing a much better job than I am. (laughs) She's been killing it. But that's about it for me on this week.
2: Antonio, what have you been up to? Well, for me, I've been kind of in what I would like to describe a gaming rut. Well, first of all, you guys haven't heard from me in a while. Uh, I was impacted greatly by COVID as far as like my job. So I haven't been to work probably in almost a year now. So a lot of my free time is spent trying to figure out what to play. So Trouble. sadly, here we go again. <laughs> We're talking about video games again, but this is a little bit of a different spin on it. Cause this is talking about my indecisiveness with games. So I have the Xbox game pass and for the viewers that don't know what that is, you should get it. It's probably a library about a hundred something games, at least, Two, probably once or twice a day, I go through this list of 100 games and try to find something to download. Normally, I download one or two things, play them for about 10 minutes, decide that it's boring, and then try to download something else. Um, luckily, uh, me and Roy found two games that were kind of interesting yesterday that were also just added yesterday, <laughs> and a game called Tales of Vesperia, and I am blanking on the other one katana zero katana zero there we go i was gonna say i know it was a weird name um but pretty much i go through these ruts to where i can be completely into a game and then not into it at all so i also out of nowhere was playing the beta for cold war 2 which i haven't played a black ops game in years now so pretty much my week has been just trying to figure that out Wrestling. I really think this will all be solved once the PS5 comes out because then I will just have something new and shiny to play with. But uh, pretty much I've just been waiting for things to kind of get back to normal and just hoping that happens as soon as possible. All right. um I should mention that
0: Greg is not here with us this morning until Anto- Antonio filling in for him. Obviously he had some stuff that he needed to take care of at home. Uh, We're hoping he's back with us next week. For my week, Katana Zero obviously was one of the things that I was going to talk about. I had been wanting that game for some time. Game Pass has spoiled me in a way that so often an indie will come out. And the first thing I think is how long until it's on Game Pass. And this this game made it over to Game Pass and I've been enjoying it. Um, The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm not as angry now as I was coming into it, is Pokemon Go. And the fact... ...that I have not gotten a Shiny since mid-September. And the Shiny that I got was goddamn Skarmory, which I already had. So it's so <laughs> useless, because this isn't even a Pokemon that I can evolve... ...to have, like, two different forms of the Shiny. It's just two Shiny Skarmory sitting there for no reason. And um, today is Community Day, so I, I was able to click on and get a Shiny Charmander. And that calmed me down a little bit, but... I had to pay ninety nine cents to get my next damn shiny, and I'm just not I'm not used to that kind of uh, treatment as the premier trainer. Often, I close my eyes, I click anywhere on the screen, and there's a shiny. But these last few weeks
2: have been pretty rough, and I'm getting tired of it. Okay, folks, just to just to add on, this is a man who's probably for three or four legendaries. His first time catching them was catching a shiny. In the raids. In the raids. So I just want to put that hey, out. So there. there's a part of me who doesn't even <laughs> really hear these complaints. It's not <laughs>
1: because I have, I think it's fair to say out of the group, I've had the worst the luck with yeah, legendary yeah. shinies. I do think that they nerfed the rate. I started complaining about this about a month ago yeah. because I, I think I play the most out of the group because I yeah. tend to do my morning walks every day. And it's just. Not happening, man. I get. I used to get two a week. We were all posting at least, every two once, weeks. A, at least yeah.
0: once a week. We were posting in the Pokemon they chat. They
1: definitely changed something. I'm in the same boat as you. I think I've gotten one more than you in the last month. I've gotten two, maybe three tops. So I'm excited for Charmander to be the community day because one of my favorites is Dark Charizard. And I finally get to have him.
0: Do you have a shiny Charmander at all yet?
1: No, I do okay. not. So these will be my first, assuming they give me one.
0: Alright, well, that's everything Everybody's yeah. week's all wrapped up
1: Well, I, I did have one word Because of Greg not being here I asked him if he had any final words For me to say in his place And, and the word that he gave me was sphincter He wanted
0: I, you to say the
1: word sphincter? Yeah, or sphincter. I don't know, I, I probably botched it But wow. that's the only word he gave me He
2: gave you one job He
1: gave me one word He gave me a it. tough one You know <laughs>
0: All right, so we're going to jump into the news, the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. We like to do things a little bit differently here. I'm sure there's you guys already listen to a million podcasts every week that tells you the news. So we go over the news a little bit and then add our own twist and talk about it. Kind of like an interview with friends. Is that a good way to describe it? Interview with friends. Perfect. Except we're all your friends, listeners, so it's like an interview with your friends. Exactly. Okay, great. So Antonio, the first question is for you. hello and uh, we have a we have a new style here. instead of the open-ended questions that we normally do week to week, we're gonna do more targeted questions one for each of you guys and then we'll have a discussion an open mic discussion of a uh, random topic at the end today being the new day obviously with them having their last match on Friday night. Antonio are you ready? yes all right according to fightful original plans for Lars Sullivan, when he was initially called up, had him wrestling Brock Lesnar, but that was obviously derailed. In, in, uh, in honor of this news, here's my question for you. Okay. Can you name any other stupid booking decisions that come anywhere near as awful
2: as this idea does? Uh, well, let me start out with saying, uh, about almost anything with Goldberg recently. Uh, the Goldberg-Fiend match is... Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, of course. Um, another one that comes to mind is Gold- another Goldberg one derailing the Chris Jericho and <laughs> Kevin Owens food. Goldberg was on, on SmackDown last night. Did you see him? He was in the audience.
0: He really was. He was on one of the little... Uh- oh, that's right. You kept falling asleep. <laughs> That's why you're looking at me like that. Well, wow,
2: sir, that's that's great to let people know the was sleeping. He didn't Sorry, know sir. that he was covering at the time. <laughs> that is true. I did not know I was covering at the time. Um, let's see. Uh I didn't there I have to really think back. Um, I'm gonna try to think outside of WWE a little bit. I personally don't think Rio should have won and now I can look back and say I don't think Rio should have won the title initially in AEW. Um, I didn't like, uh, well, I can't really say a lot about Moxley cause I've been wanting that man to lose the title for like a year now. So I'm going to remain unbiased in that, uh, t- 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 as much as I joke about it with you, Roy, the whole Eugene versus Triple H feud, like it just, at the time, Triple H was like, <laughs> This just like on this different level than Eugene came along and like forced him to play like this comedy role, and he just lost all the time. It was terrible.
1: I don't know if he's <laughs> trying to answer the question or piss you and I off. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Goldberg, <laughs> Eugene,
2: I'm just pointing out different things. Uh Let's see, the ooh, this one might be a little because this was uh I believe when it happened, a lot of people were fifty fifty on this, but I was on the side of as much as I love The Rock. The Rock beating CM Punk for the title—that was a big one for me because I, at the time, CM Punk was just on fire and couldn't be stopped. And then,
0: oh, it's basically basically the same exact thing as Goldberg.
2: Yes, you yes,
0: you came in and you took the title off of a different program but you wanted to.
1: No, it. no, 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 <laughs> the, no. It, no. It, yes,
2: it was. No. It, it pretty same much concept. was. No, no, it no, literally no, no, was.
1: No. <laughs> no, at least The Rock can wrestle. All right. Okay. Don't okay. Hold up. Hold up. Don't on. you? Ever put The Rock and Goldberg on the same if, page.
2: If I recall correctly, once again, I love The Rock and I love Cena. That match wasn't even that great.
1: <laughs> but when when The Rock won, did it look like an actual rock bottom to you? When Goldberg won, did that look like a jackhammer to you? Look, look. <laughs> Look, he was the most
2: dominant force in wrestling for a very long
1: time. He hit the fiend with a (laughs) suplex that took him 10 minutes. Don't ever put them on the same page ever again. Okay, well, I've offended Blake clearly,
2: so we're just going to move on to his question. All right. All right, Blake, are you ready?
1: I'm ready.
0: Alistair Black told Sports Illustrated that his new entrance is not complete, and there will be suitable replacements for all the things people loved about his old entrance. Uh, I don't know. Is this too little, too late, Blake, to kind of give that refresh to Aleister Black for you? Is it something that you're looking forward to? I want to start there.
1: It's not something I'm looking forward to, but I wouldn't say it's too little, too late. You can always refresh an entrance and make it good. But they really, I felt like ever since he was caught up, they kind of ruined it or put pieces in place to ruin it. They added that little creaking noise with the casket I thought was odd. I used to really like this entrance in NXT And I think they just, they really watered it down mostly on the main roster. So I am looking forward to something different, but at the same time, Alistair has faded so badly for me that I don't know how excited I'll really get about him even with a new entrance.
0: Okay. Sticking with that. Why don't you tell me what some of your favorite
1: entrances
0: have been so far, whether that's a regular weekly entrance or something special they did for a special match or pay-per-view?
1: All right, I'll give a couple, and I feel like a lot of mine are very typical, so forgive me. But the ones that come to mind are uh, Finn, Finn Balor, the Demon Entrance, was always one of my favorites until we found out that he wins every match as the Demon and loses his regular Finn. Yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker has to be said here. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, it's, he doesn't. It's Wait, which Undertaker? You that's it. That's actually a good question. They're so, all the same jackass. They, they well,
2: them
0: all wow. like different, they're different you entries. You got really a jackass like with a hat. If, if got... I
1: had to choose, I, my favorite Undertaker was Ministry of Darkness. Yes. So that's where I would go. <laughs> But look, I get it, Roy. The entrance takes 30 minutes. It is a little too long, but it's iconic, man. You mean
2: it, to tell me you never got excited once yeah, Roland started on.
1: like, for American no, I've been annoyed t- every single really? time. Wow. Even yes. back in
2: the day.
0: It takes so long. It does take a he long time. He was on a motorcycle. The motorcycle was fine. Is
2: that the entrance you're talking about? <laughs> no, but yes, that's a good one. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You didn't like that one? That was fine. Well, that
1: wasn't Ministry of kept Darkness. He kept it, it. <laughs> <laughs> rolling. <Roland. it>. Look, <laughs> that was well played. Undertaker's a good entrance You cannot say that that's not a good entrance It's it's, it's special
0: It was at first and now it's awful
1: Now yes It now, takes too damn long Now it does take too long Edge It's just the music for me for Edge He's always had
0: You like Edge's entrance better with or without that fireworks spot at the ramp Because I think he added that sometime after his title win
1: I like Pyro personally so I'll add the fireworks in I like in. it too and this one actually may be a little different. Christian, I've spoke about it, I think, to you in the past. His first singles run, that was one of my favorite. With the drama favorite theme. And the, the It's like, waterfall. Christian, you're yes. on your own. That was one of my favorites as well. The last one I'll give you guys was CM Punk, which I almost forgot about until Antonio brought it up as we were talking before the podcast. Nice. That's going to be called to personality for me.
0: Okay, so that one's mostly the theme song, what does it for you?
1: Yeah, what really comes to mind for that, and it seems like the theme song is really what gets me, but it was the whole Cena situation where Cena had the, the make the makeup belt after CM Punk took it away, and just that first introduction of that song. I'm like, what is this? And CM Punk comes out. That moment was so iconic for me. I've always anytime I hear that song, I think of CM Punk now and I get excited.
0: Yeah, I think CM Punk definitely has one of the best theme songs that may have to be a King of the Rave that we do at some point where we go over some of the theme songs.
1: Definitely, because there's a lot of entrances and music that wasn't even touched on there.
0: All right, moving along. WWE splitting of the New Day is due to a mentality that Big E is getting a singles run, and that helps them focus on that, according to The Observer. I thought this would be a great time for the three of us to sit, talk about the New Day for a little while, We have several members of our group that will probably be very upset to not be a part of that conversation. Um, Who wants to get us started on some of their favorite New Day moments?
2: Well, I'll start because uh, I hate to take this one away from you guys, but it was my uh, very first WrestleMania uh, when Kofi won the title from Daniel Bryan. Just being there for that, for what I consider one of the rare spontaneous pushes that WWE does where they actually have no choice, but to listen to the fans, just being able to witness that come to a conclusion in person. It was amazing. Uh, the, uh, the time machine, uh,
1: Skit. We should have took one and passed it around. I knew this was gonna happen.
2: I'm gonna do only do two and then pass it along. Well um, those are two of
1: mine for sure.
2: Really? Yeah. <laughs> my bad, the time man. machine
1: was absolutely freaking hilarious. Especially Kofi. Of Kofi. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that that was that's
0: on my list too. <laughs> Kofi coming out and saying that he didn't want to leave that year was that was great.
1: Amazing. Alright. I I'm afraid I don't want to take too much for Roy. We definitely should have did this one at a time because we we definitely I think we all had our favorites and we were very con and minded on them but the rap battle with the Usos is definitely one of my favorite moments and to this day the Usos won that rap battle uh not new day and they simply won on the rated R Xavier Woods line you just can't beat that there was no comeback from that Hilarious another moment that comes to mind for me is Kofi has always been famous for crazy stuff at the Royal Rumble. And I recall one time where his feet didn't hit the floor because of a pancake. <laughs> that sticks to my mind. Roy, how about you? Uh, well, we got to talk about the Booty
0: cereal. The cereal that swept the no- nation, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Wingate
1: actually had a box of Booty Our buddy Wingate. What was the slogan?
0: They make sure you ain't, you ain't booty. booty. Yeah. Um, and then they had New Day Socks. Remember that? Forgot about New Day the Socks. The chant was new. Day sucks. And they were like, yeah, they like New Day socks. So they got some socks on the shop. Um Big E eating the kazoo.
1: Yes. During that segment <laughs> with, with Edge, Edge and and Christian, Christian. Yep.
0: That was one of my favorites. And you can tell about halfway through that it wasn't going exactly <laughs> as Big E wanted it to. But he refused to break character. He made eye contact the entire time. Continuously tried to shove the thing in his mouth, and then I think eventually slammed it down on the ground. That that's got to be in my top five for the New Day.
1: Yeah, that was hilarious. I think there was a moment where they were in Nashville. They were dissing country music, and the Biggie had a jamboree, something like that. Yeah, Biggie had a cowboy hat on that didn't fit. Um, I believe they were heel at that time. It's funny. I remember the first the first sign of New Day was that horrible promo. Where they were in church, they were clapping, and I oh, oh, remember oh, my oh, thoughts. Oh, oh. And I was talking to you guys. Each of them
0: preached for a few weeks. Yeah, I'm like,
1: yep. what the hell is this? This is going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. That was my first impression. I mean,
2: you even look back to what some of the stuff they were booked on earlier. They had that horrible Tokyo match where it was, I think, all three of them against Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah, they got destroyed.
2: Dang, I should have named Brock. that for my question
1: earlier. <laughs> forgot all about that one. That was just uh, <laughs> Kofi, right? I thought that was all three. No, he ended up. A- Beating up all three of them. I don't know if but it But the match was just versus the Beast in the East. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they
2: kept saying. And it was, they are advertising that. And Fenn's return match.
1: To I mean, it's Japan. New Day
0: versus Brock Lesnar. Of course, it's going to be a squash.
1: But if, but if you remember in the beginning, didn't Xavier come out in a suit? And uh-huh. he's like, we're just going to take what's ours. He I said, we're going
2: to stop asking. Yeah. And we're just going to take.
1: Yeah, we're going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I briefly remember that, and I thought this was going to be a disaster. And the best thing WWE ever did was let these three take control of what they they wanted to do. They were
0: off to a rough start. Um, They were heels. Heels originally, right? Yep. Or no, 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 no. I think they were face.
1: I think they were heels first, and it switched very quickly. We got
0: to check. I think they were face first, and that's why it flopped. Because they were just generic baby face. And I think they switched to heel, and that's when people started getting behind them. And that was around the time of the New Day Sox stuff. Now, I'm not a, a thousand percent sure about this, but that's that's how I remember it. Um, and it is crazy to think that they went from you know kudos to WWE for opening it up to them and allowing them to do what they do, and kudos to all three of them for carving out the path that they did because they they really are one of the most successful units. Of all time in WWE, and especially one of the best tag teams of all time, I think
1: without a doubt.
0: Um, I think they just they've given us so many. Me- I love any interaction, and it happened on SmackDown too, with either Triple H, or Stephanie, and the New Day, because
1: as much as oh, why didn't we bring that up as one of the moments where, where Triple H and Stephanie started swinging their hips?
0: Yes. So and you know that that's another one. Any it seems like. Triple H and Seth, they usually have an attitude about them. They, they get along with one another. Most interactions you see them talking to somebody else uh, is not very pleasant. They're rude. They're egotistical. Anytime New Day is around, it seems like they're laughing and having a good time. So the New Day just really seems to strike a chord with those two. They've danced with them multiple times. Um, it was great when they started gyrating. And Stephanie's like, wow, that's a little... That's, that's a little, a little much. yeah."
1: yeah.
0: Um, so... What about New Day matches? Are there any matches in particular that stand out? Because when I think of them, it's it's so easy to think of all the moments because their personality shines so much. But they've had some great matches, too.
1: Really, you can give me just about anything from that Usos feud, Exactly, where the they ins- went for months. Uh, probably the most memorable, I believe, it was it Hell in a Cell? It
2: was um, either a Cage
1: Match or Hell in a Cell. I can't recall which one it was. Yeah. But I remember the match was actually really incredible. And we don't get that often for tag team matches in WWE.
0: And the level of depth between the teams was pretty cool, too, to see them gain a natural respect for one another, despite their alliances not really lining up otherwise. Um,
1: Even to this day, uh, I want to say it was last week. When it was last week, because they New Day had just come together, and Jay Uso was pumped up about it in the ring before he cut his promo. You could see him; he was holding his hand, up. he's like, "Yeah, it's nice to see them back together." Uh The Kofi title run was really where they showed the Usos rooting for Kofi, mm-hmm. and they they were talking with the other New Day members. That they was such even a did cool that moment. gauntlet
0: match too, right? Where I believe New Day, there was all kind of screwy stuff. But New Day is pretty beaten down, and I think Usos refused to. Take advantage of that, yep. mm-hmm. which, again, is not exactly their M.O. It's not like they were the Usos weren't these nice guys at the time.
1: They just so, developed that respect.
0: Yeah. Um. What about the New Day versus the Wyatt family? And I can't even remember the name of the match. Was it like a swamp match? It was,
1: yeah, it was a cinematic. No, yeah. I don't think it was a swamp match. It's like something fight, I believe, like, because I remember there were cars. Yeah. Oh wow! What did you guys think of that? It's, us, it's us doing memories with us because our because our memories are bad. Like they we are. can recall some of these moments, but we're yeah, talking I was six years. I don't years years remember that at all. Of moments, I do remember. It was one it. of the
0: first cinematic. It was the first yeah, of you know, that
1: kind of thing that we had seen.
0: Other than maybe the Orton and Bray Wyatt uh, Funhouse matches and that was a
2: disaster. That was a
1: disaster. Yeah, they've definitely gotten a lot better at the cinematics because that that one was it was different. It wasn't as good as the ones that that they have now. But it was different. I do recall some of that.
2: I mean, they had good matches with the bar. The bar I mean, it, yeah. we soured on the bar later on, but they did have some amazing
1: matches yeah. and feuds. They had a deep feud with the bar for sure.
0: You know what New Day feud drove me insane? It was New Day and the goddamn Dudley Boys. Because I, I, I remember like that. I've watched that so many times. And at the time, we were all running Fantasy League still. And I had somebody in the New Day, and somebody else had the Dudley Boys. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you give them four damn title shots, eventually they're going to win it, which would have cost me a lot in the Fantasy League. So that just added to my frustration at the time. You guys remember that feud? Yeah. I think they had just brought the Dudley Boys back.
2: Uh, We were – no, I don't think we were there when they came back. I I don't think we were. I thought we were there live for some reason.
0: Well, speaking of being there live, uh, another one that I'll let Blake talk about real quick that I think we've talked about on here a few da- a few times. One of our favorite New Day moments. And really, really, it's not even about the New Day at WrestleMania.
1: I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> WrestleMania. All
0: right, okay. let, me set, let me set the stage for you. Okay. We're at WrestleMania, and the New Day did something.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. I, I got, got it. Now. Yeah, so the New Day really really screwed me up here and this moment right here is one of my favorite wrestlemania moments it threw me off a little bit because i i, I more recall it as a hearty moment yeah, 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 but yeah. it was new day who set it up new day coming out there's a fourth tag team i wonder who it could be they're in their ring gear and to be honest nobody's even going to be upset if it is, the if new it is day. A, no but i would have been Because, (laughs) and here's why, because we were in our fantasy wrestling league and the season ended at WrestleMania and CJ was leading at the time. And he had every single member of the tag teams involved in the match. I didn't have any. And he even had members of new day. So if new day came in, there was no way I was winning and CJ was winning no matter what. And the way it works is every single team,
0: the way it worked is you would get points for the win. You would get bonus points for the type of match, which yes. being a, a ladder match was even more. And then championships, um, championship matches were worth a lot. And in most cases, he had at least, he had at least one, but I think most of them, he had both team members. Yeah. There so were, it
1: would have been a huge boost for him. He, he probably would have won had he had the new day entered this match. However, the Hardys were the ones who entered this match and CJ did not have any of them. So I ended up winning that night. But it was the moment was so cool for me because the Hardys were my favorite tag team growing up, so I get to see them in person unexpectedly. The moment was so well done; it saved my ass in our wrestling fantasy league. Everything came together in one moment, and I I, I wanted to cry. It was such a great moment. It Winky was. jumping up and down, shaking Colby, who's trying to take pictures the whole night, and going and. My favorite my favorite question to Colby from Wingate was, did you get that? As Wingate is jumping up down, shaking his arm to try and take a picture. Uh, yeah, poor Colby's trying to photograph. Yeah, we fanboyed the shit out I'm of that. He's trying to photograph sure. the entire night. I'm convinced if you just put his
0: pictures side by side, you could get the entire you the show. Whole, you had
1: the whole show. But yeah, Wingate grabbing on
0: Colby's camera arm, <laughs> shaking the camera up and down saying, did you get it? As Colby's trying his best to get it. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. He goes, no, Wingate, I did it. (laughs) All right, guys, let's move along to the Rant and Rave Battle Royale. This week's rotation, Blake, what is this week's rotation? Arb. Arb? Arb. What the hell are you saying? Oh, that's right, because Antonio's here. (laughs) Arb. Arb. That's Antonio, Arb. Arb, Roy, Blake. So, Mr. Antonio, it's been... How long since you've done a rant and a rave?
2: Uh, it's been about many moons and some years. <laughs> about many moons. <laughs> about many
1: moons and some years. So we do have one requirement: if you're going to take take Greg's place, you have to have at least one off the wall rant or rave.
2: Oh, I got that.
0: Okay. All right, great. <laughs> um. All right, yeah. So your number one rant for the week. Also, I'm. Um, I'm going for... I'm going to see what kind of streak I can get going here. All right. We're going to see how many days in a row we can go without Roy Row forgetting whether we're on Rant or Rave. Okay? Perfect. And at this moment in time,
2: Antonio, we are currently on round one of Rant. Okay. My number one rant is going to be going to Angel Garza. I... I liked Angel Garza in NXT, don't get me wrong. I I feel like he has some type of charisma. Like, I think he has some type of talent. But, you know, you can only watch the same match for about, what, it's been three months in a row now. I don't care anymore. Please, please stop it. (laughs) Just stop it. Like... If you want to push this guy, have him go against other people. You got a whole mid-card. You're barely using anyone because you use up a slot for Angel and Andrade in some capacity each and every week. Do something different, man. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm hoping this was break up, but I think that's probably being too hopeful. This is just the beginning of the feud, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah.
0: Alright. My number one rant for the week, I'm giving it to... Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that Raw's going to take the hit on this. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the draft as a whole. Because it really, you know, the excitement was still there Friday. I was riding on the high of all of that for the first night. By the time we got to the second night, and there, you know, there was a few cool changes. Some very necessary ones. Nothing groundbreaking. And I, I was talking to our buddy Wingate about it. And he pointed out how it didn't feel like a special event. There was no fanfare. It was just Stephanie coming out reading index cards. And when you really think about it, it is weird that it wasn't more of a spectacle. It was just Stephanie at a podium reading these damn index cards. And every once in a while, she would be backstage making a face at the cards as if there was anything all that surprising, which it really wasn't.
1: Yeah. I I kind of talked about it last week on SmackDown. I feel the same way. Unfortunately, it was something I was really excited about. And some of the changes that that they made are good. It's just the way that it was done. It felt really rushed. Uh, I didn't feel like it had much of its place in the show. It's just kind of here's Stephanie and we move on. And I hope that next year they look into this and they make more of a spectacle of it this it deserves its
0: place. Yeah, it's not like this was the worst thing or boring mm. or hard to watch or anything like that. It it still added nice variety to the show. Yeah. But when you look at what it could be, and
2: especially what it has been, you
0: just think, what an easy opportunity to have some fun. Why didn't we take it?
2: And, and it's, not, it's just, it's almost like it was treated as an afterthought. So it was like, you know, back in the days, we used to have the people, uh, our buddy Wingate brought this up, too. People in the back with the different Raw and SmackDown shirts trying to fix watching TVs, waiting to see where they get drafted to. They took that whole aspect out, which is weird seeing as how they're supposed to be going for a more sports like, you know, uh, realism to them. So to take to remove that is kind of surprising.
0: All right, what, what do you prefer, just Stephanie reading her index cards or last year with the war rooms?
2: So I'd had the had war rooms, this one, I would rather the I, war I rooms. I would
1: rather have the war rooms, but some of the responses to some of the wrestlers they drafted were ridiculous. They weren't <laughs> yes. very realistic. They could have tightened that up a bit, but the war room was better.
0: All right, Blake, what do you got for your top rant of the week? That's what I'm going to start saying. Top rant. It makes so much sense. It you can't have three number one rants. Oh. And so it doesn't make any sense every week when I get on here and I say my number one rant, Antonio's number one rant, Blake's number one rant. Now I can just say top rant. We did it. What is your top rant?
1: <laughs> My top rant is... I'm innovating over here. Do you see this? I do. It's related to the draft. Okay. But it's going to be its own separate thing. It needs to be talked about. This bothered me the most all week. I have been thinking about this since Monday. Okay. And it's because logically, it drives me insane. Imagine a group came into your work and they have terrorized your business to the point where you give them contracts... Which doesn't make any You've sense. You've lost me. I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine a scenario exactly. where this that's, happens. That's where it was already lost, logically. They decided to give a group that was terrorizing their business contracts because they were terrorizing their business. Okay, makes no sense. But let's take it a step further. They decide to not only give them contracts, but then they had the opportunity for SmackDown to take them away. Get them out of their hair. You don't want to deal with this this terrorist group anymore. They decide to draft them with one of their top picks. Does this make any sense? No. To anyone, logically. So, group, recap. Terrorized your business. You gave them contracts. Had the ability for them to go to a different show and said, No, we really want this terrorist group here who's been interrupting our show for the last few months. What?
0: I guess in some ways it worked. Because we haven't seen them (laughs) since they got contracts. (laughs) WWE knew exactly what they were doing.
2: I also want to bring up, like, uh, what is it was a kayfabe like we know who these wrestlers are these actual wrestlers we know as fans were already contracted by your company yeah, t-bar it would have been so much better like we've discussed this like privately multiple times i've said this with roy it would have been so much better if you just had them unmask themselves and be themselves but just part of retribution Instead, we're supposed to believe that these people never wrestled for the company, and we just don't know who they are, and that it makes sense for, like you said, for them to get contracts.
1: His name's T-Bar. T-Bar. little well,
0: slapjack, and... Uh, that boy ain't right. Let me tell you, he said, T-Bar sent out a tweet saying something along the lines of, imagine judging somebody only for their name. You know, something to that effect. And I, in my heart, I know that he's right. Mm-hmm. In my head, I know that his name is T-Bar. <laughs> And I cannot take him seriously. (laughs) All right, Antonio. This is number one rave. This is the... Now, this actually is the number one rave. This is a lot of responsibility. You are the first person to talk about a rave for this week. What's
2: it going to be? I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, man. (laughs)
0: You don't but, have to be sorry. If you say anything I don't like, I will mute the mic start over. But it's
2: going to Cody in Orange Cast. That's fine. That's fine. That match. Uh,
0: just well, to be clear, he's apologizing for stealing it from me. Yes, yeah, so I'm apologizing felt, for like, stealing
2: it. I wouldn't enjoy it. Uh, that match was amazing. And, you know, I... i I'm Eddie, why
0: don't you just tell us how you feel about the finish so Blake can decide if he's going to rant or rave.
1: No, I'm not going to. No? No. Okay. I don't have the energy because I know you both love this. Cody's... No, no,
0: maybe not.
2: You don't know that. You don't know that. Okay, so the finish, I felt like they don't really do it that often. I'll tell you, I didn't love it. At least, I didn't love it. I felt it. I didn't hate it either. It It definitely definitely did what it was supposed to do. It protected Orange Cassidy in a strong showing, but we've seen Cody, no offense to Orange Cassidy, I love them both, we've seen Cody beat tougher people within that time limit. So it's like, you know, it's kind of... The finish was iffy, but the match itself was amazing. What they were trying to get across... Like, Cody's a fighting champion. You know, he's always on social media saying, like, that TNT title is the belt in wrestling. And I feel like he's really trying each week to prove that. Because almost all his matches, when he's defending that belt, are, like, five-star. The only thing I will say is, like, we keep getting, you know, like, the roll-up finishes, or the draws after a while, we're going to get tired of it. It's it, You're going to have to find something new to do. But for now, it's it was an amazing match. I think it Orange Cassidy looked amazing again. Uh, I just think they need to figure out what they're going to do with Orange Cassie after this, because I feel like he keeps reaching a certain point and then just going no
1: higher, repeatedly. All right, I'd hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to shove a little shit on your rant here. Or on your rave and give some rants side of it for me. The wrestling was great. It was what I expected between these two men. And for that reason, that's why I didn't challenge it. But the issues that I have with this match are, for one, it feels like they made draws possibly just for Cody. This is the second time I've seen a draw from Cody. The first one was Darby Allin. And AEW has a lot of people right now who they're like, check this guy out. He can go to limit, but he can't win the match. He can go to limit, but he can't win the matches. Darby Allen now is starting to become Orange Cassidy. True. And how many of those guys are you going to give me? Now, we're going to see this match again. You know Orange Cassidy is going to lose.
2: I think Orange has won more than Darby Allen, though. I wouldn't compare him to them. <laughs> I mean, Not he's got quite. a few wins he went to Jericho. Limit
1: With, with Pack. it was Jericho where he finally started to get the wins. But before Jericho, if you look at his record, he pretty much lost to good guys like Pac. He was rarely used. But... And and that's not just Cassie. It's Darby's there. There's a couple others that they want you to take them seriously, but they're not willing to take that next step. Now, do I think Cassie should have beat Cody? No. But I also feel like you don't have to you don't have to put him in that position to face Cody right away either. I'll give the second match a chance. I think the wrestling was great. I was I was a little disappointed with the finish.
0: Okay. Um, the finish. Yeah. The, the the exact finish. I don't mind the time limit draws at all. Uh, they're they're gonna have to be used sparingly. Obviously, I did notice the same thing as you with the Cody Rhodes thing, and you set yourself up for failure when you do something like that involving some of the same people because the comparison is so easy there. Um, and I'm, in general, I'm not a fan of these last minute spots because they usually don't they don't work out great. Just being an older fan and watching long enough, I can always see what they're what they're going for and you you see the sloppiness to it. It's just it's it's such a risky spot to do. It's hard to pull that off on live TV. It's not any fault of theirs. They did the best that they could. It just doesn't look great for me. Um I I understand a lot of what you're saying, Blake, and you've been trending a little maybe a little downward with AEW lately. I haven't I'm not feeling that. There are certainly still plenty of it that's just filler that I would just fast forward if we're not doing the podcast. But it's still some of the most fun that I have every week. And I feel like I think they do a great enough job at separating everything. And even if, you know, even if you got that going on, you still got so many other things, just rapid fire coming at you all the time. even if you're down on one thing, there's still something else to look forward to. There's always something in the pipe. And I'm a fan of sometimes getting these matches like the orange, like orange and Cody and the formula you talked about where they can't get it done I feel like there's only a certain amount of wrestlers. Everybody's going to end up wrestling each other, right? Somebody's going to have to win and somebody's going to have to lose. I just so much prefer this over the constant attacks or anything like that. I would much rather see people take the losses than to always do the 50-50. And, you know, kind of like you said earlier, when we were talking in the opening discussion, it's not that hard to, to refresh people. So, you know, as long as they keep, churning as long as they keep churning it and just rotating the cast of guys whoever's at the bottom maybe next year they're mid they're up top you know just keep churning that like jericho was the main attraction for the first year and they churned that and he's kind of he's in the tag team division a little bit he's got his hands in a couple different things he still feels great and important but that's that's the that's the biggest thing i think for success for AEW is being able to rotate. That's something that we don't see in WWE a ton. It's usually the same guys. Um, so yeah, uh, it 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 probably like you could have convinced me that it was a rant because I didn't feel super strongly either way. Overall, I feel like the show was better for it. Just the ending, I wasn't a big fan. of. Yeah,
1: the wrestling itself and the match itself deserves its place as a rave, and that's why I didn't go against it. But I I think I think AEW is doing some things that that. Bother me a little bit. The draw, I'm not a huge fan of the draw. I think I give WWE shit for these run-ins and these no contests. This is a no contest at the end of the day. But it's like it's two it out of five
0: hundred, though.
1: Yeah, and that's why. And that's why it wasn't a. This would be a top but it's rant. It's gotta if it was happen so sometimes,
0: though, right? It wouldn't be realistic yeah, if it did. That's
1: that's why it's not a top rant. That's exactly why because <laughs> they don't do it consistently. Top rant,
0: top, rant, yeah, top right. catching on already.
1: But is this the second time with Cody. And that that bothered me a little bit more that I feel like this is a consistent thing more with Cody than anything else. Uh, I would have rather him just got the win, to be honest.
2: I have a quick question, and this is just like a little time with this. Do you think this could be just because that there's too much, like not asked for of Cody, but I mean, Colby. Oh, sorry, Colby. (laughs) Cody, but do you think it's because they're trying to make this... The forefront belt, like this, is the belt that's defended every week. Do you think that's why this kind of like sometimes it kind of stales out?
1: I I don't think the belt has staled out, but I guess you're talking just using a draw instead of having a rematch. I'm not
2: coming at
0: Moxley.
1: Well, it just seems like Blake's
0: main concern is the fact that we did the we did the draw, Mm -hmm. but on top of that, it was Cody for a second time. yeah. Yeah, so then it just becomes.
1: It's, so it's only I that. think it's only the third time they've done a draw yeah. in a year. That's that's not overkill by any means, but it is the second time with Cody and it was ironic that the first one was with Darby Allen who they showed watching the match. Sense. So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, are we going to get Darby Allen and Cody again? And then ironically they do a draw with Cassidy. It just it brought back that memory of that it reminded me that Cody had drawled with Darby before. Also, they
2: are doing Darby Allen Cody again, I believe.
1: They probably will, but you have Arm. I could Cat have sworn he said Darby Allen was
2: going against whoever won that match.
1: Look, AEW is fantastic. I just there's got to be one person who calls out some shit every now and then, and I guess that I'm going to fit that bill. I mean, that's be, fair
2: though. It, it was a good call out. I mean, you had the towel spot with Cody and then two draws, so it, it a, is a. Cody pattern. seems to
1: be the one is targeted for these finishes most of the time. That's my only issue.
2: All right, my
0: top rave for the week. There's a lot there's a lot to choose from. This always hurts me. When we started this podcast, I thought that my bread and butter was going to be my rants, but I end up having more raves than anything. I'm going to give it to and it especially hurts because it's like the ones that I try and Decide between. They're never going to make it back to me. Everybody's going to take them by the time it gets around to me again. All right. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins on SmackDown. Um, Seeing Daniel Bryan back, first of all, was great. This guy, he always seems to have a genuine smile. He feels like one of the most genuine people on the roster. I just always believe everything he says. He had his wife and his daughter there with him. Um, Small shout out, by the way, when Stephanie read the draft, she said, a B-plus player. Sorry, Daniel. And I just imagine Daniel at home laughing about that. That was kind of a, a homesome moment throwback there, even though the the feud was not very homesome. Uh, we talked about this recently where Stephanie actually tried to, who was she trying to get to do it? She Basically, she was ringside yelling, drown him about Daniel Bryan. I think she was trying to get Triple H to drown him in a water bottle or something. Um, so, a lot of history there. So, here's, the, and this is this is a personal moment for me. This is what happened Friday. Daniel Bryan comes out. I do. I love the little touch with Bree and Birdie being on camera. We see so much of his personal life through the other shows that they do. Total Divas, Total Bellas, all that stuff. Um, and he's showing the the people that got drafted over. And for me, I immediately, I, I, the first thing I'm thinking of, this is a program that's getting ready to be, For Seth Rollins. Seth and Daniel. Just makes sense. So when he gets to the point of building up the last person that he wants to face, I say, Seth Rollins. Duh. This man puts Apollo (laughs) Crews up on the screen. And instantly, I put my hand on my head. And I said, Seth is going to beat the shit out of you. Because you really sat here and named Apollo Crews and not Seth. And then Seth Rollins' music hit. I just started clapping. I was like, you deserve it. You deserve it. Seth Rollins cannot, deserve it. Yes, he cannot catch a break. How are you going to come out here? I can't wait to face all these talented new faces like Apollo Crews. And you really don't mention Seth Rollins. So, of course, Daniel deserved the beating that he got in front of his wife and kid that night. The um, uh, damn Mysterios, I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> he is clearly trying to move on. Uh, and, of course, this extends to the Buddy Murphy stuff, too, which I'm also enjoying a lot.
1: I, I like the Savior SmackDown. I hope he uses thats that Is that name. what is that what no, he is? Uh, he he and said nick- a couple.
2: In the nickname, it just says the Messiah now instead of the well, Monday Night Messiah. Well, when he came Messiah. out, he said, you yeah, can call says, me the Savior of SmackDown. Okay, well. He said
1: a couple of other taglines. I laughed oh. when Daniel said, a, a dress coat without a shirt is stupid because yeah. I was thinking the same thing
0: another great one was the fact that Daniel he Daniel really deserved this I just gotta say he kept saying it's kinda dumb kinda dumb (laughs) he would emphasize the word dumb he would like stick his neck out some and laugh every time and Seth would say Daniel it's not dumb he he would cut him off and say it's kinda dumb he's really chill about it repeatedly until Seth finally just lost it
1: uh, another thing that made me laugh was after they beat each other up, the mysterious come in and Seth thinks that Daniel's going to choose his son. Yeah,
0: what was that about? He's I, like, I, come I, on, me and you. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, Seth has been great. I would love to see a Seth and Daniel Ryan food. That, that would be magic. Seth and Roman
0: are on the same show.
1: I know. There's so many opportunities here. Please just get... The Ray stuff, I haven't minded. I've, I've enjoyed the Mysterio and Setheron's angles lately. They've done some good stuff, but we got to get past it now. There's too many good Can things we for do. Can we get Seth
2: the yet. Messiah versus the Travel Chief? <laughs>
1: now you
0: want to wait a while on that
1: yeah I, yeah let I want that seth to get his footing i want roman to enjoy a nice healthy rain let that build. but that moment where seth comes out and he says what the hell are you who the hell are you what <laughs> yeah. are you talking about it's going to be golden
0: but roman is going to say who the hell are you they're what are you talking
1: about that's
0: a great thing they're and, both so delusional and that's you can crazy. already
1: picture roman's face at, yeah, yes. that yeah yeah smartly
0: it used to be the big dog and the architect. Now we got the Savior of Smackdown, Smackdown and the Tribal, and chief. The tribal chief. There could be only one, ladies Amazing. and gentlemen. Your top rant.
1: Top rave. God damn it. One week. There it is. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> we couldn't even get out of round one. All right. My top rave of the week has to go to New Day and their stories before the match I'll give it to the match as well. I, I, I thought that that was a nice. Oh, great
0: final match for them. I think they hit all of their. Because uh, they have like combination finishes yeah. between the three of them.
1: What I really enjoyed about it was I didn't even put together the bar at first because Shinsuke and Cesaro team. And when they were like, we are the bar in the middle of the match, it's like, <laughs> oh, it makes. It's perfect. It makes sense because the bar gave New Day the most trouble yes. out of anybody. The stories that they told. We are the bar. I don't know if it was real emotion or not, but it seemed like it was to me that, and and we do know these stories are true where Xavier's like, thank you guys. I, Xavier told the truth without them. I don't think Xavier Woods is still here. I really don't. And, and that's not to discredit Woods at all. He's yeah, super talented. Unfortunate. I just think he would have, no he would have probably just fell a 205 or something and like that. Kofi talking about, he was just, he was in a rough spot at that time. He was kind of lost because Kofi, Kofi was a guy who was winning the United States championships and intercontinental championships, but he never felt like a guy who, you would see at the next level. He had
0: one push for the main title mm-hmm. and then was back in. And mid-car. that was it.
1: And it was just so. It was so cool to see that um, fitting end for them. And I'm gonna miss it. But I do think at the end of the day, I think they're making the right decision with what they're doing. But I'd love to see them back together in the future.
0: Also, I love that there was. We were all very concerned that there was going to be like a breakup and angle melting. Yeah, that's the way it should have been done for sure, in my opinion. Round two rant, Antonio.
2: My second rant is going to go to Candice LeRae. Now, here's, here's what WWE does. I, ACM, your friendly neighborhood one. Your friendly neighborhood one? <laughs> goes, <laughs> goes, Hey, I don't like this wrestler. Let me actually watch their match to see what they're about. This was me referring to Candice LeRae at the last takeover. I watched the whole match. Tell my Tell Roy... Well, wow, you know what? I actually am going to stop being so critical of Candice LeRae. She can actually wrestle. She's a good wrestler. Then they go, you know what? You like that match so great? You want to see it again? You no. got it. No, I do not. Like, I, why do we keep seeing, especially NXT? And NXT seems like it's running rampant right now. It's nothing but rematches after rematch. Roy has said it multiple times over the years, even though this podcast has been around for one. If you give somebody four <laughs> shots mean, at a title, He's been
1: watching wrestling before the podcast. That's true.
2: If you give someone four shots at a title, they're eventually going to win it. I, I'm just tired of it. Like you have, so you specifically were highlighting how now deep your women's division is with the inclusion of Ember Moon and Tony Storm, and yet you're still doing the same exact thing.
1: You mean to tell me you're not excited for Shirai and Larray Volume 4?
2: No, I am not.
1: Me neither.
0: (laughs) And continuing with that energy, my round two rant is going to go to the Damien and Gargano rematch on NXT that we're setting up also. You mean to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Takeover 31, the sequel, basically, is what we're heading towards here. All
1: right, what do you got for your round two rant, Blake? Round two rant, it's going to Lars Sullivan. And I don't want to do this every week. But it's so hard not to because it's just terrible. The fact that there is so much talent on these shows that I don't get to see week to week. And I have to come to the reality that Lars Sullivan is going to be on the show. And he's going to take up 15 to 20 minutes every week of this two-hour show. And it blows my mind. I don't know what they see in The Freak. I don't get it. I never will. He At one point in the match, he goes to the top rope. And, oh my God, Michael Cole was impressed. He's huh? never seen a guy this size go to the top rope. Are you kidding me? Keith Lee? You, you mean to tell me, Michael Cole, you've never seen a guy that big?
0: Was this Raw or SmackDown? This was SmackDown. Okay.
1: But you've never seen a guy this big do these things? He's not doing anything. He's jumping off the top rope. Landing on his head and his stomach. Meanwhile, Keith Lee, who is a phenomenal athlete and bigger than him, does all kinds of crazy shit and he gets DQs.
0: That's the weirdest thing about it is that they're so insistent on this monster push for him. It's not just like a it's not just a regular push or anything. This is a monster push where he's coming out. I mean he's beating remember the first time he beat up Kurt Angle the night after his retirement. I believe he took out both Hardy Boys. Mm -hmm. Now he's on both brands taking out multiple people at the same time again. Uh, this isn't somebody that is coming across as anything all that special to me, to the point that I actually took some time last night to look into him a little more, and I plan to do it again. I I have to understand what it is that they're going for here, because there are so many people just on their roster alone that I think would thrive in this spot much better. The Keith Lee is the perfect example, because what the hell are we getting with Keith Lee? Nothing. But then you see Lars, and they're they are they're just strap, strapping a rocket to his back. And I don't understand why. I,
2: it you doesn't want, make any sense. The big difference is one's a face and one's a heel. That's literally what it is. One has to get the screwy finishes to be protected, and one they can just push as a monster heel. No,
0: I mean, no matter what your alliance is, this is a stupid no, decision. I'm saying. You it's stupid. To, you, I don't want it to seem like face and heel is the reason for it. This is just stupid. There's no reason... At least to me, for Lars to continuously be taking out half uh, of the roster.
1: Uh, there's none.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I was just like going down like the history of it. Normally when they do monstrous they just destroy everyone, it's always heal. That never really happens for faces. I, for some I think
1: they need to get rid of that altogether. Me too. Exactly. It I agree. never works. I We've agree. seen this happen so many times to the point where, when Lars comes out and we're, this is what we're doing with him, my thoughts are exactly: okay, when is this going to end? Who's going to be the guy to beat him? And then he's a jobber after that. Yep. Because that's always how it goes. Lars doesn't have the talent to sustain this type of push, Dude. in my opinion. It just doesn't make any sense. I just
2: look at it like the only thing comparable to is the only person that's very close to his body type is Brock Lesnar, where they're 6'3", very, very muscular dudes. But if you're just doing this off of his physical aspect, you need to look at your roster because you got some physical monsters on there. Lars doesn't, even doesn't yeah, it, that intimidate. He
1: doesn't even compare to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, to me, he, like, like I songs. agree.
2: Like, to me, he doesn't. But Well, he's 6'3". Three hundred and forty pounds. That like mainly muscle. That is pretty goddamn big for three for six, three. I don't know. Brock I don't Lesnar look, was six three, two hundred and sixty. When you got a lot of got wrestling, wrestling. Like Strowman? yeah, in the world no, of wrestling next it's not that impressive. That's the thing. Like, so it's like, all right, you have. That's what I was saying. You need to look at your roster. You have other people that are bigger, have more charisma, and could be in new spots so that people would actually enjoy. But instead, and and no disrespect to Lars, it's just. Oh, it is disrespectful. We, we, Lars, we don't get I mean, it. It's like how, did, how does it. this continue over like the course of a year, pretty much? Because he took like six months off. This was happening before he took his time off. Came back, and it just continued.
1: It just—it doesn't make any sense. And it—I mean, it is disrespectful, Lars. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. I don't like him. I don't think he's that <laughs> talented. I didn't like him in NXT. I think there's a lot wow, more talented you like people him in NXT. on the roster. No, I didn't. There, I think there are a lot more people who are more talented on the roster, and. He has. I know he had some mental things going on that he dealt with, but for me, it's it's almost to the point where if you were dealing with those issues, then why are we putting you in the spotlight? Yeah, we are. Make, we're making you top tier. We're, you're putting more pressure on this guy. That that's another thing too. Like and I that say, doesn't they are, make any sense to me either.
0: They're so insistent on the push. It's not like he just came in and started a feud or something. And that's the part that that's really getting me. But moving back over to the power of positivity. Antonio, round
2: two, Rave, what do you got? Uh, This is going to go to, and this might surprise some people, I'm going to actually go to the Elias return. I was, like, actually excited to see Elias. I- Ladies
0: and gentlemen, for the first time hey. tonight, it's time for <laughs> Rave versus
2: Rave! All right. Oh, I go first. Yeah. Tell I me don't what. really know how to elaborate when I was excited. You to tell see me why one. you
0: liked it, then I tell you why I don't like it. Then Blake, he talks and he decides. Oh, just what just because
1: truth I, is. I, I find I'm a, judge, jury, and executioner. Okay.
2: Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. That boy ain't. Great.
1: I find Elias
2: entertaining. I like Elias. He started to pick up momentum once they kind of got away from the whole. You know, he'll just attack people thing. And he started to go more face before. I don't even know what happened to him. Was he injured? Like, did he just take time off? I, we don't know. We probably do know. I just didn't research it. But I really enjoyed the direction that he was initially going in. I enjoy seeing him. I think that he needs to be given the right chance in a place where the mid-card isn't that deep. We, Me and Blake have been saying it for years. Like, well, back then. Elias should have been pushed a long time ago. We don't understand why he wasn't. I just look forward to see what he's going to do, and I find him to be very entertaining.
0: Okay, so there was a point where Elias was one of my favorite. They lost me with him at the Intercontinental title match with Seth Rollins, where I thought he looked fantastic. The reason I bring this up is because Elias now is a waste of my time. Every week is a segment of him singing and somebody comes out. I, honest to God, feel stressed out talking to you about that. I don't want to watch that every week. I've watched it for like three years now. I don't want to see every week he sings and is interrupted. That is so old. Um, we don't know if that's going to happen. Let's talk about the fact that he uh, ruined what was an amazing triple threat match. Essentially, he was just a prop to get us a screwy finish. So that was a little frustrating. Not the worst part of it. It honestly just comes down to I feel like Elias is a waste of my time. It's somebody that uh, fluctuates like this, up and down, up and down. Never gets very high. Um, Certainly gets pretty damn low, but fluctuates. And it's just a waste of my time. It's another mid-card to low-card guy that I'm constantly going to watch in these long feuds. And like I said, all of his builds to the feuds are him in the ring, getting ready to sing a song, and then somebody says, sir, don't sing that song. I think Elias is just going to end up another part that we want to fast forward every week. Um, I'm not super forgiving, unless when I'm biased. My bias always trumps my forgiveness. Um, So for Elias, there's just so many other talented people that haven't had their chance that I do not need to see Elias suffer around the midcard.
1: I used to walk with Elias and I enjoyed it but I can't walk with him no more. I wow, I can't. It's it's pretty much what Roy said. It they just they missed the mark on him. I do think that he's going to become a musical act once again, which I was kind of hoping they would just drop at this point because it's been so long. And his what really broke my heart and and I knew that I was I was in the right to just get rid of my love for Elias. Was when they showed his highlights and it was four time 24 7 champion. That was his only highlight, Antonio. I think that's gonna be the only highlight he ever has. Oh, wow. I'm not excited to have Elias back at this point.
2: I mean, yeah, I can understand that. It's
1: it's a rant. And and it you know what? If they maybe if they had brought him back and he did something different than we've seen in the past, probably could have been a raid, maybe. But they just had the same guitar spot, which tells you he tells you about his album. So you know he's going to have the musical acts again. And he did interrupt a match, which bugged the hell out of me.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
0: All right. My turn with round two, Rave. Um, I'm going to go with the close of SmackDown with Roman, Braun, and then also Jay. Um. I was a Braun fan at one time. Same thing. I'm not that forgiving. If you tell me somebody's a loser, that's what I'm going to go with. I get it that Braun has won the championship, and it's crazy for me to say that, but I never felt like he got his footing really. He was never really that much of a monster uh, in his title reign. It was kind of just shoehorned in there when Roman Reigns wasn't available. I never felt like he got his footing. So the only downside that I see to this is... Which you could consider the burial of Braun, but for me, I didn't care. He was already gone in my head anyway. I'd rather get behind a winner in Roman Reigns. Um, I like that low blow. I would do that in every match because what's the ref going to say? Don't kick out. I didn't mean to do that. Don't put your balls on my arm, and it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I love that because it's just so it's so easily argued that you can't. It's going to be difficult for him to ever really get in trouble for that. They're going to have to stop laying in that position. You know what I mean? That's on them. The fact that he tapped him out, loved it. Just tap his big ass out. I don't need him out here putting on his gloves at the ramp and walking down. The littlest things bother me all the time. Why is he putting gloves on at the ramp? Put them on backstage when you're getting ready for your match. It's unprofessional for you to come out here and all these people tuning in all over the world to watch you put on gloves at the top of a ramp. Come on. The Jey Uso stuff continues to be completely captivating. Um... Roman's intentions are still unclear to me. I hear what he's saying. I just don't know if I buy it when he keeps saying, I'm not going to hurt you and this and that. Uh, But I mean, he's been a man of his word. He really hasn't gone after Jay and didn't even hear. He gave Jay the opportunity. He goes to hug this man and Jay kicks him in the face, which was a great moment. But once again, Jay's kind of the asshole here. Um, Roman beat the hell out of him afterwards as he has told him multiple times. And I love the stuff of... I love this direction with Roman, too. When he was coming down, he was saying, um, it was either him or commentary mentioned that Roman had said, Braun doesn't deserve this match, but I'll give him the opportunity. And I love that because we do always see um, heel characters will say, you don't deserve the match. And a lot of times they're right. But I love this added of, I'll whoop your ass just to show you anyway. Like, I'm not, I'm not using this as an excuse not to fight. I'm telling you, you don't deserve it. I'm telling you, you're going to get your ass beat. And if they still want to step up, he has no problem with that.
1: Honestly, what I hated the most about the situation they put me in here was that WWE's positioned me to feel like I wasn't going to get a finish in this match. So... As they told me about Braun and Roman, we obviously know that Roman is going to carry the title into Hell in a Cell. He already has this feud built in with Jeyu, so we knew it's not going to be for a non-title match. It's going to be a title match. And my thoughts were that, man, we're going to get a screw finish here. They're not going to bury Braun. And credit to WWE, they finally committed to a finish in a title match on a regular show. However, that's the thing. They pay for their sins, because
0: and we've talked about it. Exactly that. You were unable to really feel that so, excitement. Yep. Or let yourself get engaged in that match because of the conditioning. So often, these matches don't have a finish. Way more than they actually do. Yep. Especially if you look at a week-to-week basis on weekly free TV. So yeah, it, that's one of those things. That's that what I hated. Sucks. Going into it, you're already are setting your expectations.
1: Yep, I, I was ready to write it as a rant. Because I, I thought for sure I know exactly what's going to happen. And it sucks that I came into it that way because it was actually a good match. I love the finish, the submission. I wasn't expecting a submission. Cole said he tapped. I I never saw him tap. I I thought he passed out. I didn't see uh, the physical tap myself either. It
0: doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it's interesting you said that because I don't remember actually seeing it either. Maybe he passed out.
1: Either way, that's fine. You know, you gave me a finish. You gave me something new. Uh, for Roman, him using a submission I thought that was neat, especially in this match It made a lot of sense The the Jay and Roman stuff, I have loved well, What they're doing Specifically so. the I love you too line is yeah. what I wrote down from he my said, rave You love me, I, I love, love you too. too Boom, hits him with the chair Great stuff from both of them My second rave of the week is going to go to Monday Night Raw And it's going to be Alexa Bliss and The Fiend Simply because When the lights went out And then the red lights cut on, it showed Alexa first in the Bray pose in the corner. I thought that was really cool. I'd love this as well. This has been one of my favorite things going on with Alexa and The Fiend. We got a little bit more of it. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's a rumor that Andrade may be moving to NXT. So maybe this will be a change for Andrade to move to NXT somewhere. I think he'd be a lot better off than on Raw. I'd like to see that as well on the other side of things. It's
0: going to be so hard for me to ever get into a character that goes back to NXT. And that's there's some responsibility on my part. It's my fault. Mentally, I do look at it as sort of the breeding ground or like the the up-and-coming.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: so when you go... So in this case, all I will see is a guy that couldn't hang. Mm -hmm. And when you look at his career on the main roster, it holds up. That theory holds up. He wasn't able to accomplish much... And now I'm back down here. So, and, and that's why the Finn Balor stuff has fallen so flat for me too. Even though there were times where Finn saved it and he, he made my rave list several times. But overall, I've just never been able to get fully behind Finn because in the, that's in the back of my head is it, you couldn't do anything at the other end. And Finn was successful for some time, but certainly towards the end of it, he wasn't.
1: I tend to be more forgiving because it, I, I've seen, I, I think the way I look at it is I've seen them be successful in NXT, so you're bringing them back to a place where they were already successful, and I, I try to just forget about what happened <laughs> on Raw or SmackDown, because the booking can be so bad sometimes.
2: See, I can't be behind it, because I sit there and think about Andrade on NXT, and he was only successful towards the end of his NXT run when he won the title. A lot of his NXT career was literally just him
1: jobbing. It's, yeah, I wouldn't say jobbing, but yeah, he did he lose some big matches. So it's like,
2: are right, you going to come back and well, just go off of this Well, I don't think he would come back ring? and dominate.
1: I don't think I, he would come back and dominate. Well, then just keep
2: him all on SmackDown. If you're just going to like, I just feel like NXT is starting to get clustered. You have too many people already as is. You don't know what to do with. Stop bringing people back to NXT. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's a fair point.
2: Uh, I've lost all track of where we are. Uh, I think that uh, that was a rave. Yes, we're on our final Once we start talking back and forth, (laughs) I kind (laughs) of lose track of the whole situation.
1: Antonio, our final rants. Final
2: rants. Mm. It's going to go to... Are we sure Antonio didn't just rant about something, though? No, no, no. no. That was was me talking about Lex and the Fiend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My final rant is going to go to... This is rough. I don't know who to give it to. I'm going to get FTR because I feel like that holds a bit more weight because they're the champions. I tried. I was one of the people that said I cannot wait for these guys to get to AEW. Me and Blake know the history they had on NXT, how dominant they were. We know the main roster blunders in WWE. I said I'm going to give them a chance on AEW. They have been nothing but chicken shit heals since they've won these titles, and they're not even entertaining. I don't understand what Tully's doing. This man's managing half the damn roster by now. Like, I just... Just stop. Tully's just, here to make some money, baby. I mean, I will give him that. He's making some money. Pockets. He's making some money, but you you keep saying, like, the whole thing was I felt like this was supposed to be... A, like a proving ground thing for FTR. You know, we didn't make it here because that's because they ruined us. You know, here you have a little bit more free reign, but it's, it's like, yeah, you won the titles, but it's still pretty bad. It's still standard, basic, boring, everyday stuff I see from Hills. And then, like, the problem is that if this were WWE, It'd be a little bit different because that's like a, 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 a that their tag team division isn't that deep. Like, you can afford to have someone like that be champion, even though it'd be boring as hell. AEW, absolutely no excuse. Your tag team division is one of the deepest in wrestling, so I don't want to be seeing this out of the champions every single damn week. I'm tired of seeing it.
1: <laughs> so how do you I, feel about I, FTR? I've been on the negative side of, of FTR as well. But one thing I wanted to ask Antonio, and I'm starting to consider, do you think part of the reason we're not enjoying the Reign is because Hangman Page and Omega's was so good that it's just not living Mm. up to what they did?
2: No. I can't say it because I feel like I would enjoy if Best Friends were Tag Team Champions. I would enjoy if the Lucha Brothers were Tag Team Champions. Now, it'd be different if I would just, you know, if I look at it and be like, "Eh, you know, it was too... I don't think it was too soon. For Hangman and Omega to lose. But when I, there are multiple other teams I can look at and I can say I feel like would definitely do a better job than FTR as tag team champions and be more entertaining. Like, Lucha Bros, they don't have to be chicken shit heels in order to have the titles. They can just straight up beat you and still be heel. Like, and that's the thing, FTR, they're supposed to be like that too, but instead they went this whole... I mean, I guess it's the whole bland. Like I know that's one thing they were doing—the whole bland wrestling. They don't do flips, and they just do whatever to win. If that's what you're going for, it's working, but it's boring as shit. <laughs> How do you feel about FTR, Blake?
1: I I loved revival in NXT. I know they're capable of putting on some really good matches. I have been pretty bored with this title reign so far. <sighs> with that being said. I do look forward to them in Young Bucks, and maybe that's part of the problem because these matches I'm getting leading up to it just feel like filler, and even Best Friends didn't feel as important to me as it should have. The other matches that they had, definitely, I knew for sure they had no chance of winning. So maybe I'm penalizing them a little bit by just wanting to see them in Young Bucks finally and not getting it. But I can't really put my finger on what's bothering me so bad. But when I watch them and they come on the TV, I'm just not that interested right now.
0: I think they're a great addition to the tag team division, just not the most interesting champions. Because, um, yeah, I feel a lot of the same stuff. They don't bother me. They don't make me feel anything negative when they're on. I'll check
2: out the match. But it's never it's never a reason I'm tuning in. It was exactly what you yeah,
1: just said. They don't make me feel anything.
2: Maybe right? it's just the timing wasn't right for them to get the titles. Maybe that's all it is because they initially, like I said, they came in and they wanted to go against the young bucks. They wanted to prove they were at best. They got the titles, and you've been doing the opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is because they're 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 a great tag team, and and like you said, they're not flips and all that crazy stuff, and that's okay because we have a ton of that in AEW, and they've put on great matches without that stuff. But I, it's just not. It hasn't worked for me the way I wanted it to.
0: All right, my last rant for the night. Um, is going to go to Robert Roode once again, holding back the talented, the young, athletic, strapping, perfect, handsome, amazing Dolph Ziggler. Every time this manner comes around, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's career plummets. Wait,
2: so your 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 rant is for it's Dol- Robert Roode holding back Dolph? Ziggler. Yes, again. Ring the bell. <laughs>
0: for the second time tonight, it's time for Rant versus
2: Ray. Because I got to prove this man is holding himself back. (laughs) Robert Roode and Dolph
0: Ziggler teaming up again is not something I need to see for a second time. I didn't want to see it the first time, and I saw it on both shows this week somehow. They found a way to make me watch it on both shows. This is reverting back to one of the worst possible timelines. Of all the directions that we could have gone for either person, putting them back together is just horrible. I'm, I am I'm I am already bored of all the future matches and segments I have to watch involving Robert. I'm actually yawning because <laughs> I'm already thinking about their future together, and it's awful.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to comment just a few things to counter Robert Roode holding back Ziggler. Let's name a few things that happened in Robert Roode's absence with Ziggler in your own words. Ziggler became possibly the worst wrestler in the history of WWE because he came up with a simulation in which he can use a weapon, but the champion cannot. This is what separates Dolph asking. Ziggler
0: from the rest, though. <laughs> a humiliating, humiliating defeat. Did Dolph stop? No. He he's put stupid. in the work and the time, and he trained relentlessly, he weekly, on raw underground weekend. every single week oh. to perfect his craft, and to take this step backwards. I, I'm, I'm questioning am questioning himself back. What do you got, Blake? Is Robert Rude <laughs> Robert and Paul rude.
2: array for you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: This, this whole thing's a mess. He's, this, he's not even arguing that it's a rant. No,
2: no, no, no. He said that Robert Roode is holding back Dolph Sigurd. Your
1: statement is false. <laughs> Here's the thing. thing, but at the end of the day... <laughs> it is a rant. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And Antonio knows it's a rant. But what he's trying to say is that this man is not being held back by Robert Roode. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler wasn't going to do anything regardless whether Robert Roode came back, was at home, was exactly. on the sidelines, doesn't matter. But, yeah, this is a rant. I do not want to see these two in the (laughs) tag team title picture. I have no interest in it at
2: all. Remember, they made it it a point to point out they were former tag champs, which I completely forgot about. I
1: forgot about the two, and I don't want to see it again. Uh, What was their match on Raw? Remind me. Their match on Raw was for the tag team titles. That's what I thought. Yet, we knew they were going to SmackDown, and there was no way they were going to win the tag team titles after they were already swapped. So none of it made any sense to even book the match. We knew for sure if you're smart enough as a wrestling fan, you knew they weren't going to bring mm-hmm. the tails over.
0: And they wrestled on SmackDown as well
1: against the tag team champions. Correct. Yeah, because they're that phenomenal. I really now which
0: show do I want to give this rant to? Do <laughs> I want to give it to both
1: um, for making that, me watch them twice? That's your call. I'm going to give it to both for making
0: me watch that shit wow. twice. Okay, I'm tempted to put one in NXT just for the fuck
1: of it. <laughs> We're just gonna blame NXT. All right, I, I don't. That's a little Should've bit the result back in NXT. That, Honestly, you know, he could have did that's good. That's true. I wouldn't be interested, but
0: that's true. At least I already fast forward most of that show already.
1: <laughs> oh wow! My final rant of this week is going to NXT. It's gonna be the fact that once again.
0: Why are you bullying NXT? Because
1: like this? NXT <laughs> loves to give me a title match. They want me to tune in so bad for. They're like, here's this North American Championship match. They put in Dexter Loomis against Damon Priest, which should be great. I love Loomis. I really enjoy Priest. But Loomis was just attacked by Cameron Grimes last week. So guess what? I know for a fact he's going to get attacked by Cameron Grimes at some point in this match and it's going to cost him for the North American Championship. What happened, guys? Dexter Loomis was attacked by Cameron Grimes, which cost him the championship to build a feud with Cameron Grimes. Stupid. Stupid. I would rather actually have Loomis have a regular match without Grimes interfering for this title because I think Loomis is deserving.
2: Can I say something too about Cameron Grimes? Stop disrespecting Cameron Cameron Grimes. Grimes. This man is entertaining. Like with it's hard for a heel to come off as like entertaining comedically without making a fool of themselves. He is entertaining comedically. Stop pushing this man and stopping it. Stop, start, stopping, pushing. Cameron Grimes, stop and pushing. Give, start, stop and give push this it. man something. I hated this man at first. Give him something. I
1: agree about Cameron Grimes. <laughs> if you want to just give me Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest for yes, North American just Chicken, give him something. Please. But by NXT logic lately, they would love to give me a title match that means nothing. So what they'll probably do is have Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest for the North American Championship next week, and then Dexter Loomis mm-hmm. can interfere and screw up yep. Grimes. Can I say, I would love to see a segment where they
0: follow Cameron Grimes completely through a door. And here, here's what I mean by that, because that sounds bizarre, right? <laughs> Every He constantly will say, I'm going straight to the moon! And then he goes through a door. And that's the end of the segment. What is he doing on the other side of the door when he realizes there's this is not the way to the moon? What is he doing? What do you guys think he's doing once he gets to the other side of that door and closes it?
1: Oh no, I'd love to see it. He just, keeps, I'm <laughs> going, he just
0: keeps saying it every couple of
1: seconds on his way
0: to the car. Alright, what's your last rave for the evening, Antonio?
2: My last rave is going to be. <laughs> he's thinking. I'm thinking.
0: Okay. Remember, they can't see you. So when it's silent, it's really uncomfortable oh yeah,
1: that's for the right. I forgot
2: you can't see so don't know
1: that Well, the good uh, news is you're filling in for the unprofessional. Yeah, that's there we strange. go.
2: That's great. I'm gonna give it to the the setup for the dinner match between MJF and Jericho. Okay, good one. So you know, I I wasn't on board with this when it first started because I, in the back of my head, I still kind of do. A little part of me tells me this is just going to end up with Jericho and MJF turning on each other and going into a feud. I personally think this is how you do a Jericho face turn, which I don't want. But the the pet, the interactions between these two, it is just it's just gold. Like I don't know why it works so well, but it does. I I love that MJF is. It's almost like he's playing this. Like, almost like a fanboy when it comes to Jericho. Like, the, the, the annoying, you know, can I just, can I, like, all of that stuff. It, it's really cool to me. And this match, I I don't know what to think of it. I don't even know what this match entails. I don't know if the dinner is going to happen in the same night. I don't know if it's going to be, like, the match is happened at a restaurant. But I cannot wait to see. And also, kudos to Chris Jericho. Wait, are you talking about MJF and uh, Y2J match? Yes,
0: I don't think they're having any actual match. I think they're literally just, just sitting just down a steak, man. and having a conversation
2: <laughs> having over a steak a...
1: dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that is great. So next week, you and I meet a one on one for a steak dinner. It is great because it's it's
0: such a it's a play on a very common wrestling, wrestling trope. trope. Yep. So it was a lot of fun to see it played around with in that way, and that actually got me. And I was say, and interested for the steak dinner. I want to see what happens. So that's the
2: thing. I was this hype thinking that a it was a match. I still have the same level of hypeness just it's for just the, the dinner. dinner. Just for the dinner, like I, I love just watching these two talk back and forth. It is amazing, and I really hope that it keeps going in the right direction. I personally want to see MJF join the inner circle,
1: but he, he said I sort of, kind of think I might, uh, maybe I might want to join. The, uh. He said, "Come on, out with it, out with it." Yeah, Sammy well Guevara. Hates he does he cannot stand it. I'm starting to think this isn't a jerk. Sammy and MJF. This is Sammy and MJF. For one, that was an absolute ridiculous size jacket. Yes, it was. (laughs) That that was not. (laughs) It did not fit Sammy. It was a blanket. (laughs) He was pissed. Uh, These guys do not like MJF the inner circle at all. I can't wait for the dinner.
0: And I'll lean that into my next rave, which is the Sammy Guevara reveal to Matt Hardy. Listen, this. Has created a genuine, authentic interest in this third match for me, because of all of the things that they've went through to get to this point, the accidents that they've had, and I don't personally blame either one of them for the accidents that have that that have happened with the chair and with the spot off of the um, what do you call that big thingy that they fell off of? Forklift?
1: Was it a forklift? No, it's not a forklift. Wait,
2: eighteen wheeler.
1: What? <laughs> I'm just
0: saying
2: different
1: things. It's <laughs> whatever, like the right thing. whatever the hell he dropped him off of. <laughs> you talking about the scaffolding at the end? Was well, it scaffolding? I thought. Are you like talking a about the entry when at he the got, end of the When match. he got hurt. When he got hurt, I believe it was a forklift. yes. Okay. And I know, thought you were calling scaffolding <laughs> a forklift. I was really
0: confused. So yeah, uh, but now we get to this third match, and we had kept saying like, you guys need to get away from each other. There's some kind of curse on this feud, and yeah. now. This is a match we're going into it. I do have concerns if they're going to make it out alive because they do not have luck when these two go at it. And I, I do love that we're going to get a third match in this series because I am now at a point where I'm going to be watching it, hoping that they don't die.
2: I really like that Matt's family was also there when Sammy said all the stuff. Like, it kind of added more of a personal thing to him because Matt's like, you know, I'm recovering. Everything's going well. And Sammy's like, yeah, that's that's just for now. You wait as soon as you get back. I'm going to put you right back out again every well, time you come back. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's got some issues here because he injured
0: himself pretty badly. His family's at home watching. You see all the tweets uh, from his family and everything. And then he comes out with his family in the audience, and he's talking about taking some time off. But he just cannot help but to keep putting his face directly in the camera. Like ringside, every time they talk to him, he is literally like right up on the camera. Go home for a few weeks, Matt. This wouldn't have happened if you had just went home and
1: taken the time off like you said. All right, my final rave. I cannot believe I've gotten to this point. But I actually look forward to seeing Killian Dane on NXT. I have gotten to this point. I don't know how. He used to be someone who as soon as he came on the screen, I was absolutely bored to tears and wanted to change the channel. But Drake Maverick has done it. Damn it, Drake, you've done it. You have made me interested in this tag team. I think what they're doing is hilarious. I continue to laugh at the theme song. And this week, he didn't even get to the whistle. And Drake was not happy about this. The little dance he does... It's golden. I love what they're doing because Killian Dane was someone who had absolute zero character and now he does.
2: I mean the only I like this. The only thing that when it first started, I initially was like, oh, you're kind of getting like a rehash of team. Hell no. But like the dynamic is so different from Daniel Bryan and Kane that it's its own thing on its own. And I love Drake Maverick. Uh, I lost a lot for Killian Dane. Used to be a really big fan of him when he was with Sanity, but it's Just the way Booking treated him. He's been kind of a joke at NXT. I'm hoping that this, as crazy as it sounds, can turn him around being with Drake Maverick. But I'm hoping that something actually comes out of this and it's not just a dead end or just a feud that comes out of it. I don't
1: don't need a title run out of this. Me either. I'm just enjoying a comedy act. I like the fact that they lost to Imperium because I was actually going to be a little upset if they beat Imperium. Yeah. Because that's one of your better tag teams. And they didn't. They continued to use it to build towards the story. I love the comedy aspect of it, and I think they should keep on that train. Um,
0: I I, I look forward to it each week right now. I love. Well, I what else
1: do you have to look forward to <laughs> on love, NXT?
0: I love Drake Maverick. It hasn't fully won me over yet. I'm not willing to look past Killian just yet, but it's certainly way better than what it was with Killian Dane in the past. Um, and or er, I guess we'll start with Blake. You have any honorable mentions on the rant
1: side this week? Yes, I do. I'll go over three of them. NXT, we have to find someone new for Santos Escobar to feed with. I cannot keep going down this path with him and Swerve and these mixture of here's my three guys, here's your three guys. he just continues to rotate two other people with him at this point. First it was it was um I, I keep I'm thinking Fandango. Fandango and Breeze. I don't know why. Breezango Breezango. Uh, he was with them. Now he's with someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just—it's time to move on. You have to do something different with Escobar. And I'm giving one to Miro and Kip. I—I I just was upset at myself for giving Kip a rant. We said that Kip Sabia does not give—he does not get rants on this show. So it had to be an honorable. But it is a rant right now because they—they just beat a jobber team. They didn't do anything. And what happened to the wedding? Are we going to do a wedding? are we just ignoring that now? Was it just so we can call him the best man? I actually want to see a wedding. Yeah, here. they're not delivering. And they're not, not delivering. So and Miro just doesn't feel very important in AEW to me, and I Good. really wanted him to. And that's
0: that's why they were my rant that second week. It felt like that was we once you, you once nailed you, once it. You, once yeah. you didn't follow up that uh, I was concerned.
2: And uh, it's weird because they just they think that getting Miro over is just putting him in tag squash matches just do something else. You got a deep roster. Just have them have a one-on-one match with a regular person. Yeah. yeah. Either
1: way, it's still pretty early. It, yeah. We're, we'll we're, give it a chance. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We're we not saying that it's over, but it's not looking good right now. The final thing I have was, Miss TV was bad, but I'd much rather watch that than Lars Sullivan. <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, for me, the second the second gold prophecy on NXT is a little annoying to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's a small step in a much larger plan, but to hear them keep talking about it almost takes away from the first reign because you're not gonna find that same success. And if you continue to highlight that, it's gonna make me start to ask myself, uh you know, is your are you past your prime here? Um over on the rave side, you have anything,
1: Blake? What about Antonio for rants?
0: Do you have honorable honorable mentions for rants, Antonio?
2: Yes. Uh, I have Ricochet, make up your damn mind. Just join someone. I'm tired of seeing you by yourself. I kind of want you to join the Hurt Business. Please do. Uh, Mandy Dana. Mainly for Mandy. I, like, they said this last week. I don't understand how you did this whole program, had her split from a tag team just to put her in another tag team. Like, I'm not saying give up. Like, she might need a little bit more work, move her somewhere else or something like that. Raquel and Rhea. So I'm done with it. I don't want to see it anymore. Please stop. Stop it. Just stop. Rhea. Um, And my last one is going to go to Hikaru Shida. And this, not even really her. I'm going to say the AEW's women's division. Because I'm starting this. I don't think it was all on Rhea. I just think their booking is shit when it comes to the women's division. Well, I was telling Roy earlier for the past month and a half, I've seen Britt Baker more than the actual women's champion. Why is that? I think it's a
0: little extreme to say it's shit, but it certainly isn't holding up to a lot of their men's division work.
2: You're right there. That that's the thing. Like the, it's almost like an afterthought. Like back with like back in the day, with WWE used to do like they just put them on TV to put them on TV. That's what it feels like almost. It
1: does feel like an afterthought. But I will credit them. I I gave them. My issue was I was giving them shit because they kept doing a jobber against a starter they're trying to build, and they finally went and gave me Swole and the champion. So, you know, Sheen and Swole kind of made up for it a little bit, but they still do feel like an apathalt.
2: Uh, And do I do rave now? Or? No.
0: Okay. All done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Blake, uh, honorable mentions for rave.
1: Yeah. Tony Shavani at the salon with Brett Baker. Hilarious. She said, are you naked? There's she completely lost track of like where her, she was yeah. at that point. Great stuff between you know Britt Baker right now, but some of these video games they're doing with her have been phenomenal.
0: And I love the interactions with Tony, especially. I love their yep.
1: friendship. Yep, I love that friendship. NXT was look, it was pretty boring for me this week. Alright. They they gave me all Theory and somebody who cares. Um it it's it's a lot of matches that just aren't very interesting. There was Atlas against some jobber who cares. And then Tony Storm came on. Um this is this is a phenomenal addition to NXT. Their women's division needs it. Um she's amazing in the ring. She's amazing walking to the ring. She's amazing walking out of the ring. I love Tony Storm and I am looking forward to
0: seeing more Tony Storm in NXT. So your honorable mention this week is Tony Storm basically.
1: Yes. Um <laughs> and the last thing that I have for honorable mentions on the rave side of things was the Bianca Belair video package. I feel like in the past few weeks what they've done on the video package side of Belair has been <clears throat> terrible and I just haven't gotten to it here on our rant raves but it's been bad. And this week it finally felt like it felt more in touch with her character. It felt more hip. Mm-hmm. Instead of corny. And I think they finally got it right this week.
0: Okay. Some honorable mentions for me on the rave. Uh Shayna eliminating Nia Jax. I thought it was hilarious. And it made a lot of sense. Because historically Shayna has dominated most of the division uh, that she's come across. She's struggled a lot with Nia. And so for her to take advantage of that. And say like well I need Nia out of here. It can't come down to me and Nia. I thought that was great. Um. John Moxley attacking Archer, so earlier, on, early on in the night, Archer attacks Moxley, and I thought that was the end of it. And I started thinking, all right, are they setting up for a title change tonight? And later on, when Moxley see Tim back out and started attacking him, I I thought that that was so great, and it really it made me root for Moxley. That You're night. starting to get those
1: Dean Ambrose vibes. Exactly. Back. Yeah,
0: that was great. Um, those. This this should be a rant,
1: really, but those assholes breaking the arcade cabinet. Wow, yeah, that was pretty bad. That's that that pissed me off a little bit. I have to be honest. That
0: was That's one of the coolest rude.
1: things that I've seen ringside, and they broke it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll tell you at the at the end of AEW, uh, Eddie is now on my radar. I do think that that promo there was. I felt. The tension of that. There's something knew, there. Yeah. And trust me, I, it hasn't been there with me for a long time. This was the first time that Eddie really clicked with me. It was really tense. I knew he's probably hitting Moxley. Just something about the way that he was talking in that moment. I was like, something's not right with this dude. He's <laughs> clearly got some issues. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's on my radar, finally. I, I, I will now be paying a lot more attention. And uh, we'll see which way it goes. It, it only made it to honorable mention because it wasn't that great. But for the first time, I did see a little bit of that spark.
1: I don't think his booking has been very great. But when he's on the mic, there's just something there that's captivating. I, I don't—I can't even put my finger on it. But there's something there, man. Um,
0: And my last one. I've saved this for honorable mention. I thought about making it my top rave. But I decided I wasn't going to give anybody the satisfaction of arguing it with me. And that was Lana winning the Battle Royal. I forgot that Lana was in it at this by this point she got put through the table so in my head that was all i was focused on this is like two or three weeks in a row that naya put her through a damn table and all i'm thinking is this is what happens when your husband goes to work for the competition so there was no part of me and i i think it was a, it may have been a slip up i'm sure there's probably a pe- plenty of people that saw it coming because this is a spot that we do often somebody taking out ringside last minute wins the battle royal. I was so caught up in the Natalia thing, I was like, okay, Natalia's getting the surprise win here. We always see that with Natalia. She can win these kind of matches and get to the title match. Um, and sometimes she even surprises us and can win the title. I had just completely forgotten about Lana for whatever reason. So when she kicked them off and won, she's gonna get her ass kicked. But it was still a great moment for me. And you, did you see the tweets recently? No, like, I haven't. I had um I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about it afterwards. But basically, I was called out for for my uh, on the episode where we did the recalling. Of the oh last yeah, year. yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. And the guy, he's, he, we were saying, like, I'm
1: not sure. Rightfully so, he called you out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> so that's why I made honorable mentions so that nobody could argue me on it. What about you, Antonio? Any honorable mentions for Rave? Uh, for Rave,
2: let's see. Antonio oh.
1: always seems so undecided. I really,
2: I, I mean, oh, you guys already talked on it. I really like the Daniel Bryan return. I actually really like the having different WWE legends and family members like in the uh, Thunderdome on screen. I thought that added a different dimension to it, more of a personal feel. Um, and uh, this is uh, this is going to sound rude. I am happy. Like, I also was going to say Lana, but I kind of want it for the opposite reason, I just want Asuka to beat the shit out of her so I can be done with it. Like, please, like, that's what y'all are going to do. She's going to get destroyed. Oh, joke's on you because it's Lana
0: versus Oscar for the next three pay-per-views, buddy. Oh, yeah,
2: you're probably right. You're probably, and each match
0: will last, like, probably a of And we're winning minutes. that championship. Lana's taking that championship. H- no.
2: Watch. No.
1: I'm doubling down on Find my predictions. All along, the, okay. genius, the boat, not Natalia. No, don't do that. Don't. I know. I don't want to.
2: Natalia's interrupting one of those three championship matches. Probably all of them. All right, guys, are we ready for the score? Yes.
0: In last place, to nobody's surprise, Monday Night Hurrah! In third place, NXT, your winner, AEW!